0: Rebuilding Your Life: Moving from Disaster to Prosperity with Susan Chireco, where we help you transform your life by changing what you're telling yourself. Whatever your circumstances, you can experience health, financial security, and a sense of well-being once again. And now, here's your host, Susan Chireco.
1: On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power calls, welcome. Chris Zuzlag and his family have created a lifestyle in Colorado that matches their world view. His philosophy, if you believe in yourself, it will all work out. His book, The Star Fairy, is a children's book that started when he made up a story to tell his daughter, and it took life from there. Let's find out more about Chris, his books, and his lifestyle. Please wave your hands to welcome Chris Zuzlag. Hello, Chris. Welcome. Is The Star Fairy your first book? Yes, it is. And where did you get the story from?
0: Well, I've always been able to tell and always have told stories to my kids when they went to bed. And Time, my daughter, when she was five, asked me to tell her a story, and I asked her to give me subjects. And she gave me uh, stars, fairies, and Cinderella. And after just making up a story, that's how the Star Fairy came to be.
1: And what, what? How did you do that? I I know that you you talk you teach this to kids in school as well. That take a few words and then run with run with them to create a story. What goes on in your mind?
0: You know, I've always kind of been uh, King Arthur, wizard, dragon type individual and fairies. And when my daughter asked me to tell her a story, it just all kind of came together with. The, the the garden cuz I'm a landscaper with fairies just because I again if you believe in it it's possible and I just started to create stuff and it just kind of rolled rolled on its own
1: So you did that all verbally Yes And did you did you tell um your wife or someone else in the family what you had what what the story was
0: Well how it kind of came to be is I just kept telling time the story before she went to bed And then one night she had a sleepover with a friend, and the friend's mom was in the room when I told the story. And that mom looked at me and said, you need to write that down. And so I started to write it down, and when I ran it through spell check, realized I couldn't spell, and then uh, (laughs) went ahead and talked to a friend of mine that was the editor, and lo and behold, it became a book.
1: That's so wonderful. And and how many other people got involved to make it happen?
0: Well, um, I, I was afraid that my stick figures weren't going to help itself. So I went ahead and <laughs> talked to my other neighbor, who was an illustrator, and she did a phenomenal job illustrating the pictures for me. So one of my neighbors um, is an editor with Yoga Magazine, and then the other neighbor was an uh, illustrator or is an illustrator. And after getting that done and having family and friends, friends read the book and say, yeah, that's really something, we ended up putting it together and out there. Now, your daughter,
1: time, is she the lead character in the story?
0: Yes, she is. she uh, being that i I've always landscaped, one of my favorite plants is time, the, the herb time, and my daughter mm-hmm. was born six weeks premature, so she's kind of on her own time frame, so I'd already <laughs> named her time when she came along, um, and just told her this story, and it, it just it's actually kind of changed her life it's not that it, it was her guiding light, but now she's uh, a senior in college. Um, she's going to be working for a major aerospace company, and her goal is to go in, go to Mars.
1: Which is awesome. And you know what's even more wonderful? That she will always have a, her own book. Wherever yeah. she goes, she knows she has her own book, which is really precious. Of course, that had to impact her brother.
0: Oh, yeah, because, um, again, my, my, my intention really never was to sell the book. I mean, I'm glad it, it kind of is. That's awesome. But my goal was to always have something on the shelf my kids could pull out, whether I'm here or not, and just have something that their dad did for them. Um, and, of course, I get done with Time's book, and Calvin, my son, looks at me and goes, Dad, where's my book? So uh, <laughs> I, asked him to, I asked him to give me subjects, and he came up with um, Dragon's Taekwondo and heart-shaped rocks, and luckily Heart he got out of taekwondo. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 amazing what the kid does. We can be anywhere, whether it's just gravel or whatever, and he'll find a heart-shaped rock. It's 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 amazing.
1: That is amazing. I don't think I've ever seen one in nature that hasn't you know been sanded and and you know somehow yeah. processed or so whatever they you know whatever they do to rocks, but. Now, you also wrote a dedication page on the Star, um, the star Fairy, and what was yeah. that dedication?
0: Well, when I talked to my publisher about doing it, the publisher said you need a dedication page. I had a tough time dedicating it to one of my kids, um, but what I, what I have a firm belief in is believing in yourself. And so when you open the book and you look at the dedication page, it, all it says is believe, because if you believe in yourself, anything is possible.
1: Which I totally concur with, you know the most most things that stop us down are our own limiting beliefs, so if we can believe in ourselves, we really can accomplish a lot that's That's a wonderful message to give your kids um you Thank you. You, you know you mentioned that there's a little family tradition about your mom going to a tarot card reader,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it was kind of funny when I got done. With the book, and my mom read it, and the family looked at it. She asked me, uh, "Do you remember when you were 16?" Well, it was a long time ago. So I kind of remember. <laughs> she goes, "She she got me a tarot card reading when I was 16," and she asked me. She said, "Go find that tape, cassette tape." Not only did I I found it, but Harper was trying to find something to play it on. But I played it, <laughs> and uh, during the 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 reading, she told me, when I was 16, that I would write a children's book, and. I just blew it off. I mean, being sixteen, you're like, yeah, right, whatever. And I look <laughs> back, and I'm just unbelievable.
1: Wow, that 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 she could pick up on that—that's kind of awesome, isn't it?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's, so, oh, it's Yes.
1: Yeah. So writing is new to
0: you, correct?
1: You had oh, I mean, yeah. not no. only is this your first. Oh, right. Okay. So what has been your career?
0: Well, I have always been in the ski and snowboard industry. I've uh been involved in the steamboat ski area for 28 years and Vail Beaver Creek for 10, um, from snowboard instructing to supervising at the ski area. And then in the summer, I've always been a landscaper. I opened up my first landscape company when I was 16. Wow.
1: Both of these jobs sound like things you could have started very early in life. Ski-bo- skiing, snowboarding. <laughs> yeah. So you, you obviously love the outdoors. Uh, what kind of do you have a specialty in your landscaping?
0: We kind of do everything. I'm again it goes back to nature. I'm really into the nature thing. We do a lot of what's called xeric landscaping, which is very drought tolerant, uh, native planting. So we try not to use a lot of water. We try to really be conservative in that issue there.
1: Got it. That's. I live that way. I'm in the desert. <laughs> we are. <laughs> at, I'm in California. We have a terrible drought right now. So that, that's the kind of you know, if you want something green, it has to be that way because you couldn't possibly afford the water to keep it keep it green. So yeah, you're also, just,
0: I mean, yeah. Um, you know, it's just the whole water issue is just such a big deal, and you know, everyone goes, Zurich, Zurich landscaping is just a bunch of rock. It's really not. You just use the right plants that are native. It's green. It grows well. I mean, it's just, it's just a good landscape theory.
1: I love that. And I like the idea that you're using plants instead of just concrete and rocks. I've seen some landscapes that are done with that. And it, is, it doesn't feed your soul as much <laughs> as ones that no. have plants in them. So you're also active in the community. Uh, you're part of a, something called a spellbinder program. What is that?
0: Well, it was really cool because after I wrote the the book for time and it got published and it was on Amazon and it's on Barnes & Noble, um, the librarian at the elementary school that my daughter was going to asked me if I wanted to be a Spellbinder. I didn't know what that was. And she told me that a Spellbinder was an organization that developed in Denver and you go to classes to get certified and background checked. So you go into classrooms and you tell elementary children Stories. You don't read stories. You tell them stories, and I've been doing that, and it is a kick. I bet it
1: is. I, you, I was mentioning, you know, earlier that uh, you you utilize this skill of having just a few items fuel the imaginations of the children to give you what you need in order to create one of these stories, and you, you literally bring in a sack of objects that they can use.
0: Yep, I got a little pouch. I bring into the classroom. That has probably 10 or 15 items in it, from a shell to a coin to a little wizard to miscellaneous items. And first I tell a story that I've made up. And then I I have, I have ask for five volunteers to come up out of, the, out of the kids, and they each pick an item out of the bag. They just close their eyes, reach in, pull out an item, and put it on the counter. And they each line them up. And after five items, then I say, all right, that's enough. I'm going to go ahead and make up a story based on these five five items and how they're laid out here. And I tell them how I'm doing it, kind of what I'm thinking about, and then I go into making up a story. And it goes over real well because the kids enjoy it, and they see how to be creative and do it. And then I tell the kids, next time I come back to the classroom, I really want you guys to tell me stories. And some of the stories I've gotten back are just hilarious.
1: Oh, that you have gone back where you got to do that. That's awesome. I think what oh. a, you know, what a wonderful way to teach people how to use their imaginations to play that way. Uh, you know, I, I suppose kids are good at that anyway because we watch them play all the time. But anyway, to think of it in terms of a story that we're going to actually, you know, create and put down theoretically on paper is is a different thing. It's a little more interesting. You, you mentioned earlier that you have always had a real interest in King Arthur, and it—you've it developed it though. You've de- incorporated elements of those traditions into your social, you know, activities. What, what did you do?
0: Well, um, I first got into like the, the King Arthur time period. Um, again, there's a lot of books about it, and I just love the King Arthur books. The, there's a whole bunch of sequels and series, and there's a movie Excalibur. What really got into it was uh, when I was in high school, there was a, and I don't know if it's still around, it's called the Renaissance Festival. And it came to Larkspur here in Colorado, and it's a, it's a multi-day festival. And you kind of dress up and go down, and they've got the whole King Arthur spread. It's really cool. And that's kind of how I got into it. And I just like that era and those stories.
1: I agree with you. I like it, too. <laughs> now, did you also go to England and follow up that way?
0: Yes, we did. Um, my wife was involved with the um, International Erosion Control Association, and we had a um, um, a meeting over there. We went to England, and I, we had a chance to go to Stonehenge. And just, just the power, the amazement of just being there and seeing that and being in that environment was just, it was, it was, I was shaking. It was such a good feeling. Wow. What does your wife do, Chris? Tracy is an Ayurvedic practitioner, which is a holistic approach to medicine that was developed in years ago in uh, India. And uh, she has an office and a really good clientele here in Steamboat.
1: That's awesome uh, it sounds as you know you have a very integrated lifestyle between you, your family, your environment, the work you do, the books you write it's all it all has a very authentic feel to it that just very genuine and and i keep saying i he he's got a cool cool world he's created there um what is uh what's next for you?
0: That's kind of a good question i um uh... After 38 years of doing the ski and snowboard industry, I kind of retired from the ski school last year, and I'm always going to be involved with the ski industry and snowboard industry, always be on the mountain doing something, but not in the extent I have been. Um, You know, uh, I'm going to write a third book, because, again, I wrote a book for Calvin called Smoke the Dragon, and that came out not too long ago. But I want to go ahead and write another book about smoke and the Star Fairy coming together. So I'm kind of thinking about going there, and... I don't know. I'm just going to kind of. This might be one of the first winters I've ever had where I'm not doing ski school in the winter, and I, I might actually have a Christmas and a New Year's with the family.
1: Oh, what a novel concept! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, interesting that you know, because you're in you're in the sporting industry in the winter it goes right over the major holidays. Oh, uh,
0: right over. Oh, yeah.
1: Right over. So there's never any time off for holidays then?
0: No. Even though I did, after time was born, um, I told ski school that, you know, Christmas used to just be another day, another day with a funny name. But now Mm -hmm. when I have kids, it's a special day. And ever since time was born, I've had Christmas off, and then I'd always work New Year's because a lot of the ski industry would Kind of party and go out on New Year's Eve anyway, so it was no big deal for them to work Christmas and me to cover them for New Year's. But uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of how that went. I never really had both. That's how it
1: went. Never had both, isn't that amazing? So you also do some inventing. Telling oh, you, you have a very interesting life. <laughs> what did you invent?
0: Well, I'm working on a thing called the Sup Cube, and I really enjoy stand-up paddleboarding. When I'm done with a day of work, we live on a, on a reservoir. Um, it's just fun to get on the paddleboard, dump the brain, and just paddle around. But doing that and watching a lot of people that are fishing or if it gets windy and it's kind of a struggle out there, I'm working on a, a cooler-type apparatus that's between your feet that when you're paddleboarding, you could have a cooler with you, you could have a fly-fishing tackle box with you, you could have a seat when it gets windy and choppy out. So... I'm working on the subcube, and that's what I'm going to be working on this winter for sure. I've already got a prototype, but I need to work on it a a couple more versions.
1: Well, that's another example of your entrepreneurial spirit, because you've had your own business since you were 16. Now you're inventing, now that you're not working for somebody else. So what is it that lights you up about being your own boss, being an entrepreneur?
0: Watching other people smile. I really like it when, I mean, because when I, when, when I do a landscape project, um, I'm working with someone else's yard. And when I'm there, it's, it's as much my yard as theirs. But my goal, and all my clients, I'm, I talk to them, it's, my goal is to make their, their dream a reality. What do you want in your yard? What can I do for you in the outdoor environment? And it's so fun when I get done with it and to watch people come out and enjoy that. And then on the other spe- aspect, um, snowboarding out there. To watch someone learn it and click and get it, it is one of the most amazing things I've ever done. One of the, one of the instructors that we, I hired and worked with years ago, I asked him, I said, why, why do you do this? And he said, it's about sharing the love. I love this. And when someone else learns it, they love it, and that's what I love doing. So that's kind of what it's all about is sharing the love.
1: Mm. Noble, I'm telling you, this is this is a this is a very straightforward. It's not glossy or glitzy. It's not Hollywood. It's just pure and simple, and so meaningful to other people that you care enough to do it that way. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell people where they can get your books. The first one is the Star Fairy, and the second one is Smoke the Dragon.
0: hmm and, and where are they're they? Both. Of- they're both available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. But I also have a website under my own name, Chris Zuschlag. One whole uh, word. You can go ahead and Google it; it comes up. Uh, but you can get them on there if you want to.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, are they? Are, are they have? Do they have a variety of formats, or is it all uh, children's book hard? You know, the hard cover.
0: It comes paperback. It comes um, hardback. It does come audio, but again, because of the the illustrations, I kind of really—I mean, if you get it audio, it's great, but you're really missing out if you don't get the uh, the paper or hardback version.
1: Does it come via Kindle?
0: Um, it it did. I do not know if it's available through Kindle now or not. I I would need to check that. It used okay. to. Okay.
1: Yeah, it probably still is. It's fairly, yeah. I don't I see the Kindle books going out too often. So, Well, yeah. thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to tell your readers about your books or about your philosophy of life that you think they ought to know?
0: Um, again, I, I just really believe people need to believe in themselves and make this happen. Writing this book, so many people said to me, you know, I've always wanted to write a book too. I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. I had to make the time to do this, it's, and it was so worth it. It's just everyone's got those dreams out there. Follow your dream, believe in yourself, and get it done.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. So, Well, thank you so much for visiting with us. I really enjoyed talking about what appears to be this really idyllic lifestyle not only that you're on the reservoir (laughs) you have have created your own kingdom and I think that there's something I really believe in people developing the lifestyle that makes their heart sing and you with every sentence you're revealing some new layer of that which I think is very true so Uh, and thanks to our listeners (laughs) you're more than welcome thanks to our listeners as well we've been talking with Chris who about his book, The Star Fairy, which started as a story to tell at night and was later written down and published. So thanks again, Chris. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And Thank as we so close much. out... As we close out today's call, I invite you to contact me if you're looking for a way to build your dream lifestyle and improve the results you're getting in your life and work. Please DM me, as in direct message, on Facebook, Susan Shireko. I have a few slots available in a small group that can help you see the results you want. Well, that's all for today's program, everyone. Bye for now, and have a great day.
0: Thank you very much for tuning in today. If you've been inspired by this show, leave a rating or review on iTunes and visit www.rainbowsoverrunes.com to receive a free chapter from Susan's book. On behalf of Susan Shireko, this has been Rebuilding Your Life, Moving from Disaster to Prosperity, Sharing the Journeys of Those Affected by Sudden and Great Loss and What They Did to Heal, Rebuild, and Where They Are Now.